You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. Good morning. I am so excited as we start our study on the Gospel of John. This year we're going to be studying uh, several parts of the book of John. We're also going to look at 1 John and parts of Revelation. But anytime that we begin studying a book of the Bible, it's important for us to understand some background information. We want to try to figure out who wrote the book. Now in the Gospel of John, it never provides the name of the author. But evidence points that it was John, the son of Zebedee, one of the twelve, one of who would have been an eyewitness to Jesus's ministry. And we know he was the disciple that Jesus loved. And when we look at the Gospels, what we see is it really gives the life of Christ. We see people, Matthew, Mark and Luke are the other Gospels and they give an eyewitness account to the life of Christ. And we see this in the book of John. Well, we see that John was probably written between 85 to 100 A.D. We also see that John puts an emphasis on Jesus's ministry in Judea and not Galilee. Now, we'll talk a little bit about that later in the series uh, throughout the year. But just kind of uh, put that in back of your mind that John puts a bigger emphasis on Jesus's ministry in Judea and not as much in Galilee like some of the other Gospels do. The Gospel of John has several striking features. Uh, when, you, when you're reading John, you feel like there's always more to the story, and often there is. You, you read something and you, you think, is John referring to something else? Well, sometimes he is, and during this series, we're going to try to point that out. For example, have you ever been a part of a group, and especially if you're a new member part of a group, that they have like little inside jokes and, and someone says something and everyone else is laughing and you're like, I, I don't get it. Well, sometimes in the book of John, he writes something and he's actually referring to something else that's going on, maybe something in the Old Testament, uh, something that the audience would get that sometimes we miss uh, by, just kinda, by just reading it. And so uh, during this series, I want you to kind of be on the lookout. Is John referring to something more uh, than uh, what's just on the page? Uh, it's also interesting that John uses the word believing 98 times compared to Matthew, who only uses that word 11 times. Uh, Mark uses it 14 times and Luke uses it nine times. And so we're going to see that word believing 98 times uh, in the Gospel of John. And so if you're a highlighting person, once you highlight uh, every time you see the word believing as you read through uh, the Gospel of John. And John uses the number seven a lot. Uh, we're going to see the seven I am statements. We're going to see the seven signs. Uh, pay attention to when you see the, sign, the number seven because uh, John definitely likes this number. Uh, John uh, connects the ministry of Jesus to the Jewish calendar. And so you're going to see more festivals mentioned and then the other gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And we're going to see that John has some surprising omissions that he doesn't talk about. He doesn't talk about Jesus's birth. He doesn't talk about transfiguration. He doesn't talk about his temptations. He doesn't talk about Jesus's baptism. He doesn't talk about parables. He has some analogies, but he doesn't mention parables. He doesn't talk about the Sermon on the Mount. 
most of his miracles, most of Jesus's miracles aren't mentioned. And we'll see that with the Last Supper, there's hardly any detail on this. We see that Jesus washes uh, the disciples' feet, uh, and he also predicts the uh, betrayal of Judas. But there's not a whole lot there, which is very interesting. Only 9% of the gospel uh, of, of John overlaps with Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Uh, and, and so you see a lot of different material than what you see in the other gospels. So what's the big idea of, of John? Uh, well, why the other three gospels portray Jesus as king, uh, the servant, and the son of man, John portrays Jesus as the son of God. And John's uh, theme is clearly stated, uh, and, and the purpose of it is clearly stated in John chapter 20, verse 31. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. John chapter 20, verse 31, it says this. But these are written so that you may continue to believe, there's our word believe, that John uh, says so often, that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and, and that by believing in him, you will have life by the power of his name. You will have life by believing in Jesus, the, the Son of God. And so as we studied John this year, I want you to make a list of how John presents Jesus. I, I want you to think about, or I want you to start writing down, if you're a person who journals, write down every time you see a description of Jesus in the Gospel of John. I, I think that you're going to see Jesus presented in a lot of beautiful, beautiful ways. I know today we're starting a series called Jesus Is, and we're going to look in John chapter 1 and see some of the, the different descriptions of how Jesus uh, is described. So John chapter 1, I'm going to start reading uh, the first three verses. It says, In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word, Logos, already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God, and God created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. And so when you see that word, the word, or logos, uh, in Greek, it's translated word, speech, principle, or thought. And so John's gospel begins by using this Greek idea, logos, as divine reason or the mind of God as a way to connect the readers, the, his audience uh, of his day, and introduce Jesus to them. Now, we'll see that Greek philosophy may have used this word in reference to divine reason, but John notes, that the many, notes many of the attributes to Jesus. And so in John's use of, the, of Logos, the concept we find is that Jesus is eternal. Uh, in the beginning was the Word. We see that Jesus was with God prior to earth, that the Word was with God. We see that Jesus uh, is God, the Word was God. We see that Jesus is creator, all things were made through him. We see that Jesus is the giver of life, I, or in him was life. We'll see a little bit later in John chapter 1 that Jesus became human and lived among, uh, lived, or was human to live among us. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And, and so when we, when we look at the beginning of John, it, it really uh, resembles Genesis 1.1. Does anybody remember what Genesis 1.1 says? It, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. God spoke. He said, let there be light. And there was light. We see the word was spoken. And in, I think John was making a reference back to Genesis 1-1 here. John reveals that Jesus is creator. 
Not only does John tell us this, but there are other passages in the Bible that tells us that Jesus was creator. Colossians 1, 15 and 16 says that Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed uh, before everything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and, uh, and on earth. He made the things that we can see and the things that we can't see such as thrones and kingdoms and rulers and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through him and for him. Uh, another passage that talks about Jesus being creator. 1 Corinthians 8, 6. But for us, there is one God, the Father, by whom all things were created and for whom we live. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ. Through him, all things were created and through him we live we're going to see that Jesus is creator. Hebrews 1, 2, one last, last verse that talks about this. Now in these final days, he has spoken through us, through his son, and God promised everything to the son, to the son as an inheritance through the son, he created the universe. Jesus is creator. He made animals and he made beautiful mountains and sunrises and sunsets. Jesus brings life and he gives us eternal life. And as you read through John chapter one, you're going to see that Jesus came in the flesh. Verse 14, it says, so the word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we've seen his glory, the glory of the father's one and only son. And so this week, as we think about Jesus as creator, I want you to look for his glory. I want you to look for his, his beauty. I want you to look for his faithfulness. And so maybe that's taking a walk and, and you see Jesus uh, in, a beautiful, uh, in a beautiful plant. Maybe you look up to the sky and you see a cloud and you, you see Jesus as creator. Maybe you see a sunrise or a sunset and you say, wow, Jesus, you're an amazing creator. I think many times when I think about Jesus, I don't always think about him as creator. But this week, I want you to think about what that means. Jesus being creator.